It was the third evening of the third day since the mooring of Tonku at Honggong port. After its most recent victory over one of the Rai's commandeered privateer junks, the terror galley could hardly have been called seaworthy. So riddled was its hull that Captain Feng Huang had to sell all their oarsmen just to afford the price of repairs. Three days in, and with four more to wait, pirate mate Doraku could not take it anymore. From dawn till dusk, since the crew had holed up in a wharf boarding house, he'd passed the time playing Chaturanga with the monk Rinzai. For three straight days, he'd played, and for three straight days, he'd lost. Each game ended the same no matter what the exiled Dakau swordsman tried. The monk would entangle Doraku's chariots with tricky infantry formations, then counter his cavalry and elephant assaults with clever positioning of his counselor. Just when the swordsman thought he would capture Rinzai's Raj, victory would slip through his fingers, just as defeat snuck through the void left in his overextended forces. Thus, humiliated that third night, Doraku could not suffer the shame any longer. He stormed out the boarding house onto the wharf, then into the Hyunggong alleys in search of a victory he could confidently achieve. It did not take long for the exiled Daku to find what he was looking for. Under the shadowy eaves behind a towering tiered brothel, a gang of Woku clan bandits had gathered to extort any wealthy clients trying to sneak in or out of the back door. Despite the dim, rosy light, the Woku identified their rival clan's weapons right off. And just as instantly, Doraku drew the two sabers sheathed at his sash. He slashed the bandits down almost to a man, but there proved a coward among them. This one ran for the alley's opposite end, enraging the swordsman. He would not allow victory to escape him yet again. Doraku flew from beneath the shadowy eaves in pursuit of his final victim. When he emerged onto the street, however, he found not one Wokau bandit, but half a dozen Dakau clan elders and their retainers all drunk and eager to enjoy an evening's revelry. Moreover, they'd caught the coward as he fled the alley and were celebrating their good fortune, a free opportunity to slay their enemy. Doraku panicked. He came to the alleys expecting certain victory and abandoned his dignity, giving chase to attain it. Now the conquest he set out to obtain was in another man's hands, when seconds before it was at his fingertips. He would not stand for it. Sabres bared and bloody, the exile barked. I've come too far and gotten too close. The Woku is mine. Let him go. I'll cut you all down if I have to. Doraku strut into the center of the street, allowing himself to be surrounded by the Daku swordsmen and hatchetmen. Their steel winked like happy yokai eyes in the red lantern light. First, a lone bandit bumbled into their midst, then the infamously exiled traitor. They couldn't be more fortunate. Doraku considered his situation. Perhaps they would slay him, but he'd rather die a dog's death than face his fellow mates, having lived without attaining his end. Come on then, he said squeezing the silk hilt wrap slicked wet with fresh blood. No matter. His grip was unyielding. If he could not kill his prey, he would die with both swords still firm in his grasp. He pointed his long saber at a retainer particularly deep in his cup. Somehow he'd failed to notice this man before. But now that he did, 
the drunk's unsteady feet and boisterous levity offended him. You there, why not you first? Who, me, replied a familiar voice. It was no drunkard at all, but monk Rinzai disguised in a Daku clansman robe. Why don't we just say we fought instead? I don't mind telling the crew I lost. You on the other hand, he pointed a stolen hatchet and burst into laughter. You're no better than Kong or Ryoshin. Once you have your teeth sunk into something, you'll see your head hacked off before releasing it. Who is this? yelled a startled Daku elder. An adjacent swordsman shouted, A spy! Kill him! But before the retainer could bark his orders, the mischievous monk had spun and vanished, leaving the hatchet and robe lying on the ground. After him! the swordsman yelled, and off half the clan ran, the other half hanging behind, clinging onto their prisoner and staring down Doraku. By the exile's count, fewer than seven men remained. Mayhap he would attain his end yet. He raised his right-hand saber and extended his left toward the Woku captive. Last chance, hand him over. The startled Dako elder glared. Filthy exile. Then he commanded his men, don't give this dog the satisfaction. Take the Woku pig's head. At once, one of the retainers positioned himself alongside the captive, while two hatchetmen forced the bandit to his knees. The remaining three, another elder and two swordsmen, who had been flanking Doraku, rushed around to put themselves between the pirate and the beheading. Meanwhile, the exile gave a curt bow and retreated through the brothel alley. The following evening, back at the boarding house, Doraku sat across from Rinzai at the Chaturanga table. He'd been playing with the monk all morning through midday and still had not won a game. Now, it was getting late. Rinzai, exhausted from the previous evening's night flight, was on the verge of yet another tricky victory when suddenly he decided to retire. That's enough for me, he said, yawning and pushing his Raj into indefensible territory. Doraku stayed behind and studied the game board. Rinzai had left victory within his grasp, but he felt unsatisfied with winning a throne match. So he instead imagined the monk's Raj was one space back. He wondered what Rinzai would have moved had he been playing seriously, and he pondered how he might have overcome the monk's trick, if indeed such were possible. All night, the swordsman theorized until his eyelids grew too heavy and he fell fast asleep. When he woke the following morning, yet on the floor before the Chaturanga board, it was Kong and Chuang sat across from him, each scholar studying the game. Impossible, Kong muttered over and over again. Chuang only laughed and corrected his fellow. On the contrary, it seems that our resident bumpkin has finally figured out how even a toothless dog can hold on to victory.